0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here in our guest segment. Thanks for staying with us through the intro. Always good to be with you. This is the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time, and hey, a month ago, folks, where I really believe our country hangs in the balance. And we have a terrific guest for you. She is an Idaho State legislator. Her name's Heather Scott, and she produced a list that's very, very thought-provoking. Basically, it's 110 things that we should be doing. And you know me, how many times do I advocate for people to get off their duff and get to work? Because freedom is not a spectator sport. It's a verb. And it's something that requires action, and we're going to hit on that today, but before we join Representative Scott, I need to let you know there's a couple people that pay the bills here. First is our storable food, and listen, the food supply chain is broken. We've seen this reported a million different ways. And you got to be sure, in this day and age, I'm sure I've got my storage, you need yours. And we have $100 off the four-week special, so if you're looking to accumulate, this is the cheapest way to do it. And you really want to go full to the wall right now with this, because if this country disintegrates into violence over the election... I can't tell you what's going to happen with the just-in-time deliveries. So really, you need to take care of yourself and your family. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Take advantage of that sale. Stockpile with multiple items. If you order 10 of those, you save a 1000 bucks. That's the best deal that's out there. Also, we're brought to you by the Common Sense Show dot TV. And man, are we, <laughs> we're exploding. And we have a lot of you to thank for. A lot of you are a crossover audience. We appreciate you. And Telling people and you really want to jump on this because it's a different medium that we're using to reach people and who knows how long we have to do that So I'm really pushing that and then finally we're brought to you by The best water filtration system out there the aquapure pro water filter If we would have a grid down scenario, which a lot of people are talking about at some point in time water is not going to sanitize properly so you're going to need to have an agent which you can do that with and at the website waterwithdave.com the research is there that shows you why this product is the best they're offering it for 40% off while supplies last go to waterwithdave.com so you've got the food preparewithdave.com the water waterwithdave.com and we're going out to all our affiliates welcome to the show And I think you're going to enjoy this as we invite Representative Heather Scott onto the show. Representative Scott, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Well, we're going to go out to a lot of people on this, and and I think this is a really, really important thing because we got a month. Let me tell you what my concern is and why I'm really attracted to your list. One, your list speaks truth. But number two... I'm afraid that even though Trump is going to win overwhelmingly in the popular vote, and I think he's going to carry uh, a lot of the swing states, my fear is the Democrats are going to cheat so much with uh, mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting that the election's still in doubt. And we need to overwhelm the election polls with record numbers of voters, and we need to do so so we can preserve what we have.
1: I agree 100%. I mean, and and voting is, as you know, one of the 110 things. And and we, we do focus a lot on that voting, and it's critical. Um, but I think if we would have been doing some of this other stuff, we, um, we might not be in the mess we're in.
0: Yeah. Right. We kind of just took our country for granted. We have a wonderful system. We've had some good leaders and I think we just took it for granted that they're like mom and dad and they'll always be there to take care of us and unfortunately that's not the way things work you you say something here in the 110 things Um, let me read the first one here And and I love the way you express this you need to understand where your rights come from, what they are and what unalienable means and be able to explain it to another person now me being a committed Christian I know exactly what you're talking about would you like to elaborate on that a little bit
1: well, I, I guess I'll just back up a bit. Like when I, got, when I got into politics about seven years ago, I didn't know anything on this list. I didn't, I didn't know anything about unalienable rights. I didn't understand government, nothing. And so I guess I could encourage your listeners is, is you, you have to start somewhere. And, and this number one is probably the most basic spot you can start. Because in our society, we put it into our founding documents, and we we claim that our rights are unalienable, and they come from God. Yes. And and every other country, they, they don't see it that way. All rights come from government, all freedoms, all privileges. And our country is different. And if people don't understand that fundamental difference, they're always going to be looking to government for their rights their freedoms what they can and cannot do and in our country is different it comes from god and and you cannot take it we can give it but you cannot take it
0: and unfortunately the opponents to the people i'm supporting took god out of their party platform several years ago they've taken it out of the pledge And you never hear them talk about God. And I'm speaking about the Democratic Party specifically. So if they don't believe in God, then I don't think they're a respecter of individual rights. My fear is if we have too many of them get elected, we're not going to have a constitution.
1: Well, and we're all to blame, not just a party for pulling it out of their platform, but we as Christians have allowed it to be pulled out of our schools, out of our society, out of our culture, out of our churches. Um, so it, it's more than just a platform. Um, this, this is fundamental, should be our core of who we are, whose we are, and, and where, we, where we go in life.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Um, I like this one, too, because I think we let too many uh, politicians off the hook. Remind your elected officials regularly that they are there to serve you, the people. And I think where this shows up fundamentally um, is that Congress gets free lifetime health care, They have very little they ever have to pay out of pocket, if anything, and the rest of us are just left to fend for ourselves, so the uh, employer, us, has less benefits than the people that work for us.
1: You know, we, we do that in our language, too. We ask and we beg our elected officials to do stuff, and we need to really work on our language on how we even approach our elected officials, because ultimately... We, the citizens are in charge and if we don't act like it someone's going to fill that void and and turn the tables on us and i think that's what has happened Mm -hmm. over the years is is many citizens believe that their elected officials are in charge of them and that is not the way that's upside down
0: it really is but one of the things i'm seeing uh, particularly like with mask mandates and unreasonable lockdown procedures, in small towns and counties, I'm seeing more tyranny there than I am at the governor's office. And one, I'll give you an example. Like in Kingman, Arizona, and I live in Arizona, and I broadcast remote. Um, the people in Kingman, are under these terrible lockdown procedures and they just found out that the state governor here governor ducey is paying these officials to their accounts their sheriffs their operating accounts to keep the people locked down to keep the people under control they admitted it at a public meeting and i've got the tape and and what i'm seeing is tyranny at the local level uh, do you subscribe to the notion that all politics is, uh, is local and that people need to get involved locally first?
1: Uh, absolutely. And, and I think you bring up just a, a great point, is what we're going through right now um, is such an opportunity for citizens to look at every, every jurisdictional government um, boundary around them and say, who are the tyrants? That are trying to take over my life, and and it's really obvious in some of these cities, um, some of the, the 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 judicial branches are out of control. What they're requiring of jury members, and and so there's a lot of areas that we maybe just ignore. That that it's it's the opportunity now to identify those tyrants. They do not have the authority to do what they're doing to force masks on citizens. Mm-hmm. But most. Most citizens don't understand. Like there's a hierarchy of law, you know. There's God's law, there's the U.S. Constitution, the state constitution, the administrative rule, and edicts and that kind of proclamations. All that fall below that. You can't violate a higher law, and many of these um, many of these mayors are are, are doing just that and And if these citizens would at least stand up to this, um, but I see so many people complying. It's so hard for people to be to be the light, to be the salt, to to stand out and be different.
0: It's hard, it's hard. By the way, at that public meeting I was referencing, the uh, county attorney, which Mojave County in Northern Arizona said. We can't lift these mandates because we might face an audit from the state. I, I could not believe it when I heard the tape. It's just who works for who. Um, well, go ahead.
1: I'll just say one more thing on that, Dave. Um, what's amazing to me, and I'm just speaking from Idaho, we have received uh, 30% of what our, federal, what our state budget is thirty percent of a budget to operate a state and we just got all this as federal money this is a, a complete it is they are trying to collapse every jurisdictional boundary of our government and so if the feds come over and take over the states, that pushes the state out of that that segment and what are they doing they're going in and taking over these counties and these cities And so that's what I think we're seeing. We're seeing a slow collapse of our country right before our very eyes.
0: You're you're right. Um, San Bernardino County in California, and and I'm interviewing later this afternoon uh, Paul Preston, the head of the California 51st State Movement, and he was telling me about this, and I went and looked it up, and it's true. It's on their board minutes. The county commissioners in San Bernardino County are appointing health officials and they have the rule of law. Anything they say immediately becomes statutory and they can impose fines of 5 to $25,000. What's your reaction to that?
1: So what what they're doing is they're 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 turning over your representative government, right? You you elect your elected county commissioners. If they make decisions for you you don't like, you can unelect them when we vote, right? but when you turn that over to these regional health districts and that's what regional government will destroy this country and so this is regional government these these health districts and there's no accountability it's it's bureaucrats it's they might pick a commissioner from one county and a city council member from another but they're outside of your jurisdiction you cannot vote them away And that's a huge problem.
0: Yeah, it takes away representative government. We have that here. I I live north of the Phoenix area out in the rural desert, about 20 miles outside the nearest suburb. And we have something called the Maricopa Association of Government. And they're kind of like an all-star team from the different municipalities, county government, and so forth. And they make policy and we don't get to we don't have any recourse to citizens on it and it's exactly what you're talking about here regionalization you're exactly right this is why we have federalism yeah i i I mean you nailed it this is why we have federalism in the 10th amendment the constitution to avoid this kind of thing and i'm wondering where the lawsuits um let me just ask you a question then um there's a federal judge i think his name Dave dot com. That's waterwithdave.com. dot Save eighty dollars for a short time. Was Dever, and he said uh, about a month ago, there is no pandemic exception to the Constitution. Do you agree with that?
1: Uh, yes
0: he was saying that these lockdown rules are unconstitutional, they're not enforceable, uh, that governors are assuming the uh, power of the legislature. In fact, Governor Whitmer of Michigan had her policies struck down over the weekend by the Michigan State Supreme Court and what did she do? Well, I'll just find another way to do it. And, and it's just like, they're dictators. Well, the,
1: the Constitution doesn't disappear. It just doesn't disappear in times of trouble. Um, and it just doesn't. That's why we have a constitution. That is the boundaries that our elected officials are to stay within those boundaries. And and the problem um, is we have nobody understands the boundaries. Nobody understands the authority of their.
0: by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347.
1: Elected officials, and people are scared. People are frightened from this coronavirus. They, and they're looking to government, and government's taking advantage of the situation. And nobody knows the Constitution anymore. Nobody understands unalienable rights, number one. Um, and, you know, we didn't get here overnight. Um, But it sure is coming on quick.
0: It really is. And uh, in case you're just tuning in, we're talking to Idaho State Representative Heather Scott, and we're reviewing some of the key principles of a, a list of 110 things that people should be doing. And really what we're on right now is number 12, take a state or federal constitution class and 14, take a civics class. I tell the average person, you know, I see them out in public and I'll engage them. I said, how do you like wearing the face mask? Oh, I hate it. I said, do you know they can't make you? And here's another thing that's happening, and I don't know if you have this in your state or not, but if someone, when the governor here came out with his mandate for the mask, he said there are exemptions. If you have asthma, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, that kind of thing, you do not have to wear a mask. But every business says you must have the mask and they could care less about the governor's exemptions your understanding of law who has the preemption there is it the governor or is it these private businesses
1: so number one the governors do not have the authority to do this they do not have the authority to do it so so now they've taken us down and we're 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 having the conversation well can businesses do it um can they trump the governor it doesn't matter the governor can't do it a private business can do whatever it wants Mm -hmm. and that's the problem here our our federal government and our state government have (laughs) have gone into agreements and and um oh i'm i'm spacing on the words um partnerships with businesses with corporations and so they're just enforcing government is what they're doing it's just a vicious circle and the governor they will make the governor look good by saying well we're going to enforce this he won't but it's all the same thing neither of them have the authority to force another human being to violate and i would say not so much a medical exemption but if you're a christian if you are a Christian, you should not be covering up your, you should be salt and light. You should not be covering up your smile. We are supposed to shine in Christ, and and I see so many Christians who are afraid to, you know, they, don't, they wear the mask because they don't have a medical exemption, but you should have a religious exemption um, to not wear this mask and cover up who you are in Christ.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And then the damage we're doing, too, with this social distancing, particularly with kids... I mean, suicide rates are up, anxiety and depression are up. And this is my old wheelhouse. I'm a former therapist from way back when. And and I see the devastation that's going on. Human beings aren't meant to be sequestered in this manner. And it's the first time I did research on this. In fact, when I used to teach research uh, to um, graduate students trying to get their thesis, and I'd be their research class instructor, we used to use medical modeling. And, Representative Scott, I have to tell you, I have never seen a case where there's been a so-called pandemic where we quarantine, excuse me, where we quarantine the healthy. Yeah,
1: it, it, there's,
0: there's obviously another agenda going on here. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And we're going to uncover it here as we go through a few more of these points. Um, you hit the one here about understand regional government and identifying regional governing bodies that are making decisions for you like a water decisions that are just devastating to to my state arizona is done by the western governors association so i've seen what you're talking about firsthand um build a network of like-minded neighbors and friends so there is strength in numbers when issues arise how do you recommend people do that
1: well there's lots of ways Uh, up um we're up in north idaho it's pretty rural up here we're up by the canadian border um the panhandle of idaho so um you do it by connecting with your neighbors number one you do it with connecting with your neighbors and phone trees you do it um by doing barter shows or weekly or monthly monthly garage sales in the summertime so you can meet your neighbors and connect with your neighbors um you do it by meeting people and like-minded people in your churches you connect um you connect with your neighbors on anything but politics um because these are the people that when things get really bad it doesn't matter if you got a d or an r behind your name well they're both going down we are we are Idahoans, you know, we're Americans and Idahoans, and we need to connect as a we, the people, because our our enemy um, is not each other. We're in this together, and so um, up here we have a lot of ham radio operators. We have communication networks. We have texting trees, phone trees, a lot of communications, which I think are critical. Um, we have people that share their their trades um we have we just have a lot of different things up here it's it's a it's a different area than where you live um but that's just some of the ways we're doing it up here
0: yeah i really do like that that's um what we really lack is this community organizational feel um kind of like home bible studies that come out of big churches which is a great idea Cause it personalizes everything mm-hmm. we need to do the same thing in politics and unfortunately it's difficult to do it i mean there was a time when we took on mccain and he wanted to put the Canamex highway through our system and was disguising it by saying you're too close to an air force base that was over 30 miles away and we figured it out pretty quickly but we were an eight-year battle over this and we were so together as a community I mean, we used to meet, we'd have meetings. Here we have 300 families, and we'd have meetings in a local gym, and we'd have 600 people. It was incredible. And then as soon as we won, and they went away, our community our community spirit went away too. And and I, I, I've seen what you're talking about, and we're at a time where we need to be together. You talk here about, you know, um, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry, you had a common enemy there. You know, you had someone trying to ruin your guys' way of life. And a common enemy is, is good. I think, um, citizens really need to look past these, uh, issues. The media, I mean, one of the numbers is turn off the TV. The media just wants to continue the fight between the Democrats and the Republicans and their pro-life and their anti-life and their, um, you know, pro-common core, anti-common core. They focus on all our differences and, and we just need to focus on our similarities. And and we need to realize that the government is supposed to protect our rights, not you know, not be controlling every part of our life. And when you realize that they are trying to control every part of your life, you may unite on more things than you think.
0: Yeah, you, you know, you're almost sounding like a libertarian, at least in that aspect of less government. Um, and,
1: no, you're not. That's what the establishment Republicans try to say. <laughs> yeah, saying, I would
0: imagine, but you know, I, I'm from the same mindset. It takes one to know one. You, you advocate here on another one of your points about becoming a poll watcher. Um, why do you think that's important?
1: So, so that's critical cool because, um, in a lot of a lot of people do absentee ballots. So, there's not a lot of people going in and out of the poll poll um offices or you know the voting locations. So, you know, there's a bunch of people sitting around, no one's coming in. There's always opportunities for for fraud. And so people cheat. There are bad people out there that will um they don't live by moral standards. They they the ends justify the means. And so um I, I just always think it's a good idea to have Keep an eye, not only so you understand the process and can help other others, but to keep an eye on our fellow poll, you know, our fellow um, election people, and and to make sure that's how you keep people honest. Then, you know, by shedding light on things, that's that's a good way to keep people honest.
0: I think that's very very good advice, and I'm deciding if though if I can find protective gear before I go volunteer to be a poll watcher. This uh, I've actually been asked. Um are you concerned about po- uh voting place violence in this election?
1: Uh, not where I live. So I I don't know about other areas, but but I don't not not up not in Idaho. I okay. don't see it. Yeah,
0: uh, Phoenix area, Tucson perhaps maybe, but I'm not overly concerned about my own state. California, all of it, Minnesota, is going through real turmoil. Now, Democrats are turning red in uh, Minnesota because of the defunding movement and how these businesses feel um, like they're uh, getting the short end of the stick. Um, and we're seeing it in a lot of other areas. So it's going to be, I, I, I pray that there is no, uh, no no violence, but I'm fearful it could be. You have here on number 56, homeschool your children. Let's Let's talk about that.
1: You bet. Get them out of government-run schools. I, I, I don't compromise on that. It, it's the parents' responsibility to raise your children. My next newspaper, my next newsletter will be on um, steps you can take to get your kids out of government-run schools and homeschool them. So I could probably think of fifty reasons why, but um, they're not learning anything. We've got children. Graduating from school and they don't know if they're a boy or a girl. They can't. They don't understand math. We've got real issues, and the system is completely broken. Well, I don't know that it's broken. I think it's by design. What it's been doing. It's it's been. And I I don't have all the statistics in front of me, but the view of most. Um, most of the youth these days want socialism. So if that doesn't tell you what's coming out of our schools, I don't know what to
0: say. Well, so, no, you're um, exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. In fact, uh, on point number 50 here, um, you say spend a few hours a week with someone under the age of 25 and mentor them. And and, and I can speak to this from my background in athletics, in education, I mean, every kid had to get a participation trophy, every kid had to win something. Like like you can't learn anything from defeat. I have to tell you, as an athlete and a coach, I learned more from my defeats than I did from my victories, but we've protected kids from that, and we've made them feel entitled, and entitlement often equals socialism. Do you see it that way too?
1: I I do, and I think the biggest problem that I see is we have not taught children to think they do not think they do what they're told when I see all these kids with masks on when I I see kids that that want to run bills to make it they just don't think and and it's not because they're they're just not mature enough they just they just don't go that next step they they don't know how to think and so I don't think our schools are encouraging thinking um, I think that the standard, that, you know, the Common Core standards are a mess and there'll be something else to take that over, but it is an agenda, um, across our country, um, what they're doing with our children. And, um, yeah, get them, get them out of government run schools. I, I, there's just, these are your most precious, precious, um, gifts from God. And you're going to send them to the government to, I mean, look, Another thing I noticed, Dave, is I'm sorry, I'm thinking I get so many thoughts in my head when you say school. But uh, they just arrested, I think, uh, 23 or 20 some Antifa members out of Seattle, Washington, or Oregon, somewhere on the West Coast, and uh, 13 of them were school teachers. Now, what does that tell you? Yeah. I mean, this is there's an agenda in our schools.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Well, there is definitely an agenda in our schools. Um, And the agenda comes from people who are um, anti-Christian, anti-civil liberties, Um, We will tell you what to think and what to do. And this is what I see. And the other thing that bothers me about the public schools is the National Education Association. And I've read, um, like in Arizona, they have what's called the Arizona Education Association. It's a subset of the NEA. And they had uh, voting recommendations. 100% of the recommended candidates were Democrat. 100%. That's not even realistic. But,
1: uh, yeah it, it's a mess our, our, our government run schools are a mess and until parents pull their kids out and, and they don't have any reason to get I, I know 60% of our state budget goes to schools that's ridiculous and the kids don't know if they're a boy or a girl and they want to change their sex you know at age 14 and they're allowed it, it's nuts
0: and in California pedophilia is okay um yeah i know these are things i have real issues too um and 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 you never thought the schools would be the bastion of communist takeover but i look at them as well the nea is a fundraising element for the democratic party i think that says it all um when you say in number 74 stand up to bureaucratic bullying what were you thinking of uh specifically when you wrote that
1: uh, I think everyone probably has a story um, of a government bureaucrat um, bullying them. And bullying them in, number one, poor treatment, number one. Um, you, <laughs> they, you should be treated like a, a customer and not, not you know, you, every time you go to the transportation department, and you get a rude employee waiting on you. That is not how. That is not how public service should be. Um, I look at the EPA bullying um, people. I see. I just see it all over. Uh, Department of Transportation uh, fees, fines. Um, they they have a lot of. I don't. Uh, maybe I better not say that. I, I just. I look at the overall. How we have empowered our bureaucrats who write administrative rule that are basically controlling every part of our lives, and then if you don't do something exactly right or fill out a form you're you're a criminal. Um, I, I get calls day after day of most of my calls are citizens dealing with with executive bureaucrats, and so that's what I was thinking when I wrote that one
0: Okay right. um. I was lucky enough to have someone a lot like you for my state senator. In fact, he actually stood up to McCain, same party member. Um, but most people don't aren't that lucky. Um, critical race theory, number 77. This is something that is not discussed openly enough. And I think that we need to give it a little bit of, of coverage here. Can you talk about critical race theory and what you were thinking when you wrote this element?
1: Wow, this was so new to me, and this is like one of the last ones I added, because I i don't know if you know who Charlie Kirk is? Yes, have I do. you ever heard of Charlie
0: Yeah, he spoke at okay. the Republican Convention. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so he came to um, a church here in town well, two weeks ago, or right before I put this out, so it must have been a day before or something, and he talked about it, and so I got home and started researching it, and it is... I've been getting emails... Um, as a legislator from all these nonprofits and all these agencies that keep talking about systematic racism, I mean, we've all heard it. We, we, we didn't under, I don't think we understood where it was coming from. All this race war, and you're a white nationalist, you're a supremacist. It's all coming from this critical race theory that's being taught in our colleges, our high schools, our, our, um, the, um, Oh, the law, law, um, the law colleges of law. And so when I realized what it was, and, and it, it, it's a, it's a brilliant plan, but these, these, these people behind this theory basically believe that our country was built on racism and by white, arrogant, slave owning men and that's why you hear all the uh, you know people i've heard testimony down at the state capitol about these horrible white men um that in its fact is is racism right there but but um when i started to research this and found out that it is basically driving what we're seeing across this country and and with it's tied into this covid stuff that's that's when i said oh my gosh People need to understand this. this is critical to a turning point where we are in society and and where a lot of the agenda is being pushed. So I threw that one in there.
0: Well, I think it's a really important one. I saw that on Monday at the University of Kentucky, a leaked document uh, leaked out by resident advisors. In other words, Jeet's floor gets a resident advisor for a dorm, and they're being trained on systemic white racism very much to what you're talking about here and they're, t- they're taught that the advantages that white people come when they come to campus uh, help them be more successful than black people and they're required to keep these uh, principles on their computer at all times, and These, are, like I said these are the RAs and they're up in arms over this and, 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 and basically it's written, what is it uh, racist guidelines for white people is what they call it and this is the University of Kentucky
1: Oh, it's happening in Idaho. It is happening in Idaho when the the assignment is, how do you have white privilege? And if you can't think of any reasons, that in itself is a reason that you are white privileged. <laughs> so that's going on in Idaho. It's being taught in the schools. Um, i've I've got a whole bio I've been researching on it, and it it it's so funny until you realize it, it this is serious stuff. And this is agenda being pushed on our country um and 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 i believe that this is stemming a lot of what we're seeing happen across our nation
0: do you see it as a move on generally against white people like what we saw with the jews in nazi germany or is this a divide and conquer move to keep people distracted and occupied so they don't see the big picture
1: You know what? Um, I have an expert that I will connect you with after this program that you may want to have on your show that will reveal exactly what this is and who it is behind it. So I'm not going to get in. It's a deep subject, but there are people that want to destroy our country. And it's not George Soros. It's people above George Soros. And I, I understand he does too, but, but these are, these are, Really, I'll have you, I'll, I'll connect you with them, Dave.
0: Yeah, let's. I, I would like to know the answer to that. My first response would have been incorrect. I would have said George Soros because it sounds so much like him. Um, and especially as he funds Antifa and Black Lives Matter with, you know, shell corporations. And and their whole goal is is division, but but I have to tell you, you know, because of my basketball background and basketball is a sport dominated by by gifted black athletes, I cross over into black communities a lot, and I know a lot of black people, and and I have to tell you, not very many of them give this any credibility. They think it's nonsense.
1: Um, I'll tell you this: the people behind this, they call themselves Marble Cake. List. Oh wow that's what i'll tell you and i will leave it at that okay and um i will connect you with someone who um will open your eyes to something you it sounds like you've got you know a lot about a lot of topics this is deep so it uh, sounds like
0: it i anyway. mean you've got my curiosity up that's for sure But uh, this is disturbing beyond belief because it was my belief that, you know, although you're going to have people who are individually racist from all groups towards anybody for any reason. I thought we had made tremendous progress in this country. And if you look at just the economic figures from Donald Trump before COVID, you know, you had blacks, Hispanics and women having record low unemployment with tremendous wage gains. And I'm thinking that's kind of a barometer of progress in these areas. And I I just I'm shocked at how much we've let ourselves buy into the narrative that whites and blacks hate each other because that is not the case.
1: Now, Dave, you know better than to deal with facts. When you have an agenda, facts do <laughs> <mean>, not matter.
0: <laughs> I, I know, but but I also have my anecdotal daily experiences as well too, and I've lived a long time, and I've seen the progress that's taken place. Good progress, and I just I, I just shake my head that this narrative gets so much play in the media and it's kind of like what they call confirmation bias in psychology the more you hear something even if it's a lie the more you tend to believe it and this, and we're being beat over the head with this stuff by the mainstream media yes okay let yes me, we are let me scroll down here uh and, and i think this is so important because i'm a son of a navy officer so um i'm I'm biased in this area but it says in the 85 you say build a relationship with a veteran and share their stories with others let's address that for a minute
1: i i have just met so many wonderful um people who have fought for this country who have given everything who have laid on their backs for 50 days in a jungle um, behind enemy lines I, I just i can just go story after story and and those stories are what make i think those stories show just how important this country is and just how many people have fought and died for the freedoms we have yeah. and for us as a complacent society to sit back and just let it go and, and not not fight not fight to to retain it we we are we're scumbags i mean these these people have fought and given their lives and and their families and and so i just think any time we can share those stories and humanize those stories and and show that that you know just show a different side of the united states of america the blood behind what we have I just think that's critical. And every day these guys, you know, die. And we lose story after story after story. And I just think it's critical to preserve some of this uh, valuable history.
0: The history that the left wants to wipe out. I totally agree with you. Uh, I'm biased. Like I said, I grew up in a Navy family. But uh, these people do what the rest of us are afraid to do or are unable to do. And and we take them for granted, like the police officers. We take them for granted. Who, who wants yeah. to run into a burning building to rescue someone, or go to a, a scene, shots fired, and and try to protect the innocent? Uh, they they leave families in the morning too that they want to come home to. And this is something that I'm just so irritated with with the defunding movement. Do you see this at all in Idaho?
1: Um, not so much. I, I, think, I think that, you know, the, the, the parties in Idaho, everyone's Republican, you know, even if you're a Democrat, you say you're a Republican. So the demographics aren't to yet to where they're bold enough to try to push some of this stuff. Um, they'd be beat down. I mean, you probably saw what happened in quarter lane when Antifa showed up. Mm-hmm. I think we had about 350 armed men <laughs> waiting. So I I don't think Idaho, in the most part, would put up with it. Maybe in Boise, but I I haven't seen it up here. Um, I I don't see it happening in Idaho.
0: Okay. Well, there was the incident in Moscow, Idaho, that I feel I have to bring up, um, where people doing religious gatherings outside, the leaders were arrested. I'm sure you're aware of that. You
1: know, yeah. Yeah. that's nobody
0: gave. And I saw some of the video. Now I didn't see the police behaving in what I'd call a violent and just totally outrageous manner. But I think there's a point where police need to say this is not constitutional and I'm gonna exercise officer discretion and not engage in this. So
1: this is the problem in our cities. So you have tyrants, some some of these mayors are tyrants and they have their own police force. Okay? So now you have a tyrant who has a police force, because the city police, um, they're not elected, the police chief is not elected, he's appointed by the city uh, police, uh, or by the mayor. So, um, yeah, I mean, they it, it's, they know what they're doing is wrong, but they have to make their house payments, they have to make their car payments. People are not willing to do the hard things on principle. Just like teachers that know what's going on, there's a lot of wonderful, great teachers, but they will teach common core. They will teach gender BS in these schools when they know better because they have to make their house payment. And at some point, they're going to need to draw. One of my things on here is know where your line in the sand is. Know where that line is because if you're, if you're going to be part. Of the problem of the ty- you know, the tyranny, then things aren't going to look good for you when things get bad.
0: No, I, I totally agree. Um, what do you think Americans as a whole should be doing right now in response to where we're at in terms of lockdowns, loss of liberty, and so forth?
1: So, n- number one, you you need to civil um, disobedience. Is you're not you actually have to follow that entire law and so in order to do that you're going to feel like you're you're doing something wrong like oh i want to i want to go to the store i'm just going to put my mask on to go to costco you know well that's a private business that's probably a bad example so let's just say your library the library requires masks this is a violation of your your rights your right to life liberty freedom Um, I've talked to a doctor who's actually said, this is a class one medical device. It cannot force you into treatment. Treatment would be wearing the mask. So that being said, you have to stand. You have to stand up to this. Use the opportunity to identify the tyrants in your communities. You're going to need to single them out and remove them from office the next election which means you're going to have to say, okay, my, li- my library board says you have to wear a mask. Every one of those library commissioners should have an opponent the next election. Um, if your city council members are, are backing your mayor, every one of those and your mayor need a- an opponent. Um, you have to replace the tyrant, and um, you have to stand up to it. You may need you, you're going to need to stand up to it to identify the tyrants and how far they're going to push it but you definitely got to push back because um it, it, next next up is the vaccinations. i mean yeah, I people are like "Oh, i'm gonna the masks are fine but they're not going to put a vaccination in me um yeah we'll see because i just posted what they're doing with the covid vaccination cards across the country now with, with the airlines so you know, it, it's coming. We, As Christians, we know exactly what's coming if we read Revelation. Yes. So the question is, you know, what are you going to do to push back, to be salt and light, to to slow down evil? Are you going to do nothing and let it just happen? Because it's coming.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, as, as you were talking, um, we have here, oh, let me ask you a general question then I'll get specific. Are you aware of the trend coming out of the social justice Democrats to have people run as Republicans, but when you look at their background more carefully, they were in groups like the Progressive Alliance or their former Democrats, and they pretend to be Republicans, they get elected, and then they turn on their people. Are you familiar with that practice?
1: Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that happening in, like, a state back east? They I mean, they do it here all the time because they won't get elected unless they're a Republican. So um, that, that happens all the time. But isn't there something back east where there's a gal that got elected as a Republican sheriff? Or Is that what you're you
0: No, know, it's across the country. Um, that's okay. only part of it. Uh, I'll give you an example back to Kingman, Arizona again. Uh, you had a lady run unopposed as a Republican. She looks like a sweet, elderly lady and uh, she's the biggest tyrant they've ever seen they're, they're going through the beginnings of a recall right now on this and they've come to me for advice because they know I fought against McCain so uh, she, she belonged to the Progressive Alliance which is tied to George Soros which is tied to regional government uh, loss of civil liberties and it's incredible. But let me expand this. And I don't know, I, I doubt you're seeing this in your state. But we have a Republican governor, Doug Ducey, but he is not really a Republican. He's on the board of TGen. TGen's tied to the vaccine development and tied to testing, widespread testing with the state's biggest testers, Sonoran Quest Laboratories. And he sits on the board. Huge conflicts of interest there. And now we find out, as I said earlier in the broadcast, he's paying basically compliance money to the county commissioners in the county that kingman arizona lies in which is mojave county um I- i'm wondering how widespread this is
1: that's completely widespread because we have uh, we call there's a lot of names for this governor we have in idaho but um <laughs> i i will just say uh, governor little um is his name <laughs> and so exact same thing he's a yeah. demon, he's a democrat in disguise That's what I call him, is Democrat in disguise. He's on the Western Governors Association, Mm -hmm. who's part of the National Governors Association. And Idaho is no different than California and Oregon and Washington. And the same agendas come through. The Real ID came through all the states through the Western Governors Association. Common Core came through all the states, Western Governors Association. Gas tax through all the states. Um, the vaccination stuff, it's going to come through the Western Governors Association or the, the National Governors Association because they stroke these guys' egos once they get in there and they tell them how important they are. They push agendas and initiatives. They make them look good, and they support them in re-election. And that's what's happening across our country. And it's a regional um, government. You know, it's a re- It's a regional nonprofit. That they're actually using taxpayer dollars to fund because we spend over seventy thousand dollars a year for dues to pay to the Western Governors Association who basically uses that money against us to destroy our state and that's happening in every state
0: my goodness Um, you just described Arizona to a T And uh, and and I'm not surprised it's widespread. I mean, I'm seeing these same elements in San Bernardino, and I've been told it's in El Dorado County in California too. I'm doing an an interview in a half an hour on this exact topic in California, and I think you just nailed it. We have the fight of our life. Let let me conclude by asking you this one question: Um, If we lose the Senate and the Democrats maintain the House and Biden or Harris, whoever is going to take over, that's debatable. Um, if they win, what's life going to be like a year from now?
1: You know, I'd like to say people will do something different, but I I spent a week down in Boise a couple weeks ago, and 90% of the men down there, which I don't call them men, I, I don't know what they are because they don't stand up for anything, they had masks on. So if, if you've got half of your society that's going to submit to a mask, they're going to, they're going to bow down to anything. So I don't have hope that people are going to push back. I just don't have hope. And that's why, um, locally securing your local networks, getting your local officials in order that will push back, getting a constitutional sheriff is critical, uh, critical, um, because I don't see it getting better, Dave. I really don't. We've, we've kind of we've kind of been complacent for a long time, and I don't know that one vote's gonna fix that. I, I kind of say it's like being overweight. You know, you have an extra Twinkie here, and a, you know, combo's there, and next thing you know, you're 150 pounds overweight, and you make a decision, okay, I've had enough. You're not gonna make that, we've allowed this over time, just like you have those extra Twinkies over time. And now it's like, we want it to be, we want to go back to how it should be, and it's, it's gonna be gradual. It's, it's not, it's not gonna be a quick fix. And, and so I know this is a long, extensive list, but I do believe that all power is in the people. If we exercise that power, I think there's a glimmer of hope that we still have an opportunity to push back as sovereign states on federal overreach. Um, counties to, to protect their citizens from state overreach there, there is an opportunity but we need all hands on deck we need everybody doing something um in order to try to save what what we have left
0: i i, I could not agree with you more how can people follow um what it is you do as a legislator and, and really you kind of take on the role of a mindful of being an activist. Is there is there anything you can point to where people say, well if they want to know what I'm up to, this is where they can go.
1: Um I I put out a lot of newsletters just like this and probably go to repheatherscott dot com. dot com and you can read my old newsletters. I talk about um the lexicon with domestic terrorists and what they're doing to try to make Christians and conservatives fall into that category. I talk about what's going on in Idaho, obviously it's Idaho-centered, uh, what's going on in our state, the corruption, the nonprofits, um, the regional government, private-public partnerships, all that if you go back to my old newsletters and spend some time reading them. Um, that's probably the best way that's the best way is to sign up for a newsletter there and read the old newsletters and then you'll you'll get on my list you'll, you'll just get a, a monthly uh, or I don't know it just when it hits me I'll send one out maybe once a month um, but but um, that's probably the best way to to get a hold and I, I you know i'm I'm super you know my phone fills up daily I get four or five hundred emails a day i I can't respond to everything but mm-hmm. i I do the best i can
0: no i i get 500 emails a day but too i know I, exactly what you're talking I, about
1: you know one of these coming up i'm going to lay out a plan um for our state uh, uh, hopefully a template that can be used in other states on how how what the structure looks like to put to get out of this and so i it's coming it's been swirling around in my head it's just not there yet
0: it is, um, you know. I'm just really curious about. Uh, I would expect Idaho to be just terribly conservative, um, but you have a, a a Democratic governor in practice. How does that happen?
1: <laughs> so, so the bottom line is: here's what happens. You you get good people that get elected, and and once you get elected, you wanna you wanna work for the citizens, and you got the what I call. The gravy train party. The gravy train party is the establishment. It's the good old boys. It's the establishment. It's everyone that's lying in their pockets and they've got it figured out to way they're benefiting from government. So you got, okay. you got on that gravy train, you have good, good, um, you've got Republicans and Democrats both. Um, you have the gravy train and then you got, um legislators working for the people. Those working for the people may be Dems and maybe Republicans, but you know the Dems are actually representing their people because their people are hardcore leftist Bernie lovers. And then there's people on the right that are working for the people that are constitution. Those two sides are marginalized. So the gravy train, you know, if you try to speak up for the people, you're marginalized. I would tell your listeners don't google me. There's so many lies about me and they they attack me all the time. And and you'd think I was a monster if you look me up online. But that's I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just speak the truth. I call out corruption. But if you do that, you get attacked. Um if you've got a family, you know, you lose your job. You lo- we have a citizen legislature so they go back to their regular jobs. Um There's a big organization that kind of runs our state. I won't say what it is, but but they they will take you out. They will they will they will shut you down one way or the other unless God is protecting you. So that's
0: just. And you don't want to share the name of this group. I'd sure like to know.
1: (laughs) Not publicly, no, (laughs) no.
0: Send me a text. Send me a text. (laughs) <laughs> send me a text it'll be our secret um, we're, we're just about out of time but this has been fascinating and I want you to feel free to reach out to me anytime that issues come up that you think hey I need a bigger audience than just local and so that invitation is there for you and I really want to thank you for being with us uh, you're a delightful guest and you're a dedicated American and I appreciate you very much
1: Uh, Ditto, and and thank you so much for what you do and educating people. I I do appreciate your program, and it's good to get real news.
0: Okay. Thanks, Heather, and we'll talk to you sometime soon. Take care. All
1: right. Bye.
0: Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. authenticated by the u.s mint they're changing the american eagle design next year so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value they're just 20 sets around so it's a first come first serve basis give noble gold a call at 877-646-5347 that's 877-646-5347